0: Welcome back to another episode of the Montgomery Companies podcast. Today, I sit down with Jason Henkel, co-founder and ShotStop Ballistics, who has been made famous through his Outlook Balance and Productivity Training. It's a brain-based productivity training that helps people find and sustain balance while having unusual levels of productivity. Jason is a serial entrepreneur. He admits that he has a passion project that snuck out of the bag. We're going to talk to Jason about that passion project. He's been married for 20 years, has a nine-year-old daughter, a 15-year-old son. He's all about finding balance in work, life, and business and driving more results. And man, I just want to tell you, it is an honor to have you on our show. So thank you for being with us.
1: Hey, thank you, Jordan. It is awesome to be here. I uh, look up to you. I learn from you, um, listen to a lot of your content, and uh, I'm so happy to be engaged with you and, uh, and see where our relationship takes us.
0: Well, we're going to have some fun, and most importantly, we're going to get better. And I know a lot of people will get better with us today through your message. So um, you say this, Jason. You say, my mess became my message. And this project of yours that has been exploding really came from a place of your own personal development. And I'd love for you to walk us through that story and how you arrived at putting this training together.
1: All right. Well, no. That's exactly right. I mean, I I don't even remember. I heard that my mess became my message. I think it's been passed around, but that, that truly was, uh, how this, uh, balance and productivity training evolved. I was a, uh, a young guy who worked. I knew about grit. I knew how to trade hours in for, uh, for dollars and it worked. I, I learned how to be a yes man and climb by being a yes man. And I fully realized the cost of doing that. And, uh, I came to a head after uh, getting to a, a director level role with a large chemical company overseas, and we were deploying ERP and CRM systems globally, uh, operating in, uh, I think they operated in 112 countries. I mean, it was a mega company and um, didn't even know what time zone I was in by the end of it. I mean, my circadian rhythm was a lot of whack. And I came to a point where I just, uh, my wife with, uh, at the time, a young one at home and another one in the oven. And uh, we, we finally both just said, hey, this is amazing. Uh, you worked hard for it, but it's time to go. Like This isn't the life we want uh, because of what I was going through and, and how I was interfacing it. So at any anyway, rate, to speed it up, I uh, went to put my two weeks in, in that role that I worked so hard to get, by the way. Um, and so it was a tough decision. Uh, but when I went to put my two weeks in, um, the, uh, the manager at the time uh, said, hey, hold on. Why don't we think about other ways we can do this? Maybe we can get some more human resource for the project teams. Uh, but maybe you could also look at some development uh, programs, some coaching, some mentorship, some things like this. So I took them up on the offer. We pushed pause on me heading out. And um, I ended up going through some really interesting trainings that are pretty unusual, uh, ranging from, uh, you know, uh, flow state entry, how to enter flow state at work, how to reduce cognitive switch tax in working and in life in general. These are all what I like to call meta skills, where, you know, learning that impacts every single thing in your life, kind of like reading a skill that you learned. And because of it, well, it meant something for everything. So I picked up on some of these skills and um. Ironically, after getting through a a period of about six months of kind of going through these coachings, intimate coachings, deep dives inside, had to ask some tough questions about my mental habits, about the way I interface the world and how much of this is my fault by saying yes, so darn much. And so we can get into some of that here down the road when we get into a little more application uh, uh, based conversation. But I got out of that, um, overlaid a lot of what I learned onto Microsoft Outlook at the time, because that's the platform we were using in that company. But it doesn't matter if it's Google or any of the other platforms. Um, And Jordan, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, On the other side of that, I felt like I was cheating compared to everyone else around me. And I mean everyone else. And so I knew I landed on something big uh, to the degree where Action Nobel actually flew me around out of role to train other managing groups on how to utilize Outlook in this way or how to do this modality of work, let's call it. Wow. And so that's where it was born. And from that point, I thought, hey, I I have a business on my hands here because everyone I know is, you know, hamster wheel, sprint working, shallow working, trying to drink from the fire hose of email all day long. And it's it's knocking them off balance versus the dream making from a stable and balanced position, which I found. And I just want everyone in the world to know about. And so that's probably how, you know, that's how you heard about it is people, some people went through the training and put their teams through it and, and it makes a serious impact immediately. So.
0: Well, I'm just going to give another shout out to our two mutual friends, Dave Keeker and Dan Hamilton that just swear by your training. And and these guys are highly productive, you know, executive leaders. Uh, Dave is a top executive leader inside of a fortune 500 company. And he says, Jason's training is legit. And it's helped me strike more balance, be more productive and, Dave and I have a pretty close relationship. He's pretty candid with me. So he doesn't say it if he doesn't mean it. So I want to get practical with you today, man. Uh, You know, we were just talking before the show um, that practical application is what we're all about. And I know that's what you're all about. So for our listeners, you know, when they listen to the Montgomery Companies podcast, we want them to walk away with some tangible steps that they can implement, whether they're listening to you or listening to somebody else. But if we're going to talk about Striking more balance, being more productive. And we're going to get into sort of the essence of your training. We're ultimately going to ask people to jump into your training in a deeper way. But if we're going to scratch the surface today, I'd love for you to let our listeners in on maybe a few pro tips or some steps that they could take in moving of the direction and um, in, in moving in the direction of creating more balance with uh, driving more productivity.
1: First of all, big shout out to Dave Caker. You know, and uh, the the um, when someone... As top shelf as that gives a compliment. I, I'm just honored that, that it did go on that way. So thank you for expressing that. Um, so what are some applications? If I were to cherry pick some of the, the quick deliverables uh, that we talk about in the training, you know, I would probably start with become familiar. Really do your, put your reps in around how you can enter flow state start with a Google search. Uh, there are amazing programs out there. You can buy into these things and they do work if you if you really do what they say. Uh, I graduated out of the Flow Genome Project, uh, Stephen Kotler and uh, Jamie Wheel, when they were together doing that program. And uh, man, I, I bit hook, line and sinker went deep in it. And that was one of the big multipliers. So when you look at it uh, from a brain-based standpoint, uh, all, all the trainings I do, I, I literally go into into the reason why it happens from a biological and neurochemical standpoint, because I need this validated. And you find the white papers right away. And entering flow state deliberately, really, uh, if, you, if you take your notepad out, there are really two ways to enter it. And it's relatively simple. Number one, single point focus. So single initiative focus. So I know your audience, uh, you know, a lot of sales people out there or people who are working with clients and you've got a proposal to write. So that has a lot of little components to it, but the single initiative focus would be work on the proposal. You know, and there are a lot of little subcomponents around that, but just work on the proposal and do not allow any distractions in, which we'll talk about next. And that's tough to do. Right. Um, but uh, the second component, aside from how this is how to enter flow state, single point focus. Number two is pattern recognition. And here's a va- here's a variable that's not so commonly known. So I always love to tell everyone about this beautiful program that I have nothing to, do, no association with. I'm just a user of it called brain.fm. If you haven't heard of it, or if the audience hasn't heard of it, um, there's uh, there are sequences. You just download it, put it on your app or your computer, put your headphones on when you're doing this single point initiative focus and push the button on the app that you want to do. So if you want to go into deep work or flow state work, Then you push deep work button. Or if you want to meditate or if you want to de stress or nap, it's got buttons that actually pull your brain frequency from that beta wave high vibration, total frontal action of your brain into kind of more of a a alpha wave and even theta wave, which is where flow state starts to tap into and it bounces up to gamma wave. So this helps you, brain.fm helps your brain physically start vibrating at a level where the flow state kicks in. And then you have other uh, neurotransmitters that kick into place as well when you combine those two variables, serotonin, anandamide, dopamine, endorphins, norepinephrine, they all have particular biomarkers once you start entering this flow state. So those are two ways to do it. You put those two variables together, but why to do it? Because you multiply your cognitive abilities. That's exactly why. There are in my armor business, I'm very familiar with this. I'm I'm honored to know a lot of special ops community folks, and there's not a a US SOCOM uh, group. I don't care if you're talking about Delta or the SEALs or the Green Beret, all of those point of the spear people are fiercely trained in how to enter flow state so that their cognitive abilities can talk. Your old brain gets to talk to your new brain. Your left side talks to the left brain. Your brain gets to have a big town hall meeting and you become an X-Man compared to the person you were outside of flow state. So if you wanna do three hours worth of work in one hour or five hours worth of work in one hour, learn the meta skill of flow state. And I've just given you the entry point. It's those two variables.
0: So I feel like we could probably spend an entire episode on just entering into flow state, right, and, oh, yeah. and, and maximizing mindset. And I love the way that you unpack the neuroscience that goes into entering flow state. I know that's uh, probably um, not quite as simple as you make it sound, but let's say that we've, you know, we're, we're in flow state, right? We're there, okay, and you've done a lot of studying on how to get into flow state, but now let's say we're there. I'd love for you to, again, talk about practical application, the tangible steps of getting more done in lesser time with fewer distractions. I'm in flow state. Where, where do I start to really become productive and narrow my focus?
1: So here's one where the platform or the tools that you use come into play big time. So when you're in flow state, you shouldn't have to be searching for things. You shouldn't be doing administrative tasks. It should all be compiled nice and clean in front of you so that when it's time to work, you don't go out to your inbox where you will be destroyed. <laughs> uh, there's no flow state related to inbox at all. Those are two separate sides of planet Earth right there. Uh, so number one practicality of once you're getting into flow state is to have, have done the pre-work to have everything neat and clean in front of you. And what we cover in the uh, the trainings is exactly, and I mean, to a molecular level, how to do that with either Outlook or Google, whichever platform you're on. But what if the tool is set up correctly, if your productivity tool or your tasking or agenda tool is set up correctly, then all of that is sitting nice and clean on a little dish in front of you, brain FM's on, and you lose time. And all of a sudden, you're done with a five-hour proposal in no time. Didn't have to go out to places where you will get exposure to distraction. Got your headphones on and the horse blinders on. So it's all about that single point focus and engineering your environment around single point focus. Jim Bunch uh, talks a lot about becoming the engineer of your environments um, and making your environments uh, properly aligned with you being in flow state is a huge part of it.
0: All right. I want to talk a little bit about platforms because Dave Keeker told me, he said, dude, this work he does around Outlook is like insane. And I know that um, you have a different appreciation for Outlook and a deeper understanding for Outlook. And we have some people listening that when you just talked about platforms are like, oh yeah, I already get Outlook. And I, I get Google and yeah, like I use that. And I know all about it. What percentage of Outlook would you say the average Outlook user actually understands?
1: All right, good question. So I think that the average Outlook user uses about 60% of it. Because everyone lives out of their inbox and they use calendars and they use contacts, right? But what they don't utilize is the dashboard screen where you're supposed to be working from. And then you tiptoe out to your inbox like you walk to the end of your driveway to get your mail. And then you get your mail out of your inbox, you come back to that nice, clean, quiet dashboard screen. Uh, you don't you don't use your mailbox at home at the end of your driveway is a, a file cabinet. You don't use it as a task list. You know, you, you know, you, it's supposed to just be a delivery mechanism and get the heck away from it. You don't wait for the mailman to come back like we do in our inbox. I mean, we're using it the wrong way. I love to talk about the example. If you go into a steak re, uh, restaurant, you pick a steak knife, knife up by the wrong end. You got the right tool. But if you pick that steak knife up by the wrong end and try to cut through the steak, you're going to have to push harder to get through it. You're going to cut yourself. You're going to bleed all over the plate. You're going to grow some people out around you. These are the things that are happening to people when they work with their inbox showing and they work out of their inbox all day long. It's destroying any possibility of entering flow state or really developing a dream in a quick way. So, because uh, that's what the outside world wants you to do. You should be doing what you want to do, Right. Yeah.
0: Hey, well, I think we all struggle with distraction, you know, and there's so many things that each one of us do on a daily basis that pulls us further away from flow state. And again, it's happening to us uh, without us even being aware of it. Um, I want to talk about just distractions in general, right? Because there's somebody on the call, somebody listening to the session also saying, "Um, dude, I, I don't, I mean like, okay, flow state and programs and platforms, I can barely keep my head screwed on straight throughout the day. Like I'm just trying to get stuff done and trying to rightly prioritize my life. Um, could you talk a little bit about just avoiding distractions in general, Jason, and some of the practical tips that you would get give to people just for avoiding distraction?
1: Yeah, it it first and foremost starts with having the intention to avoid distractions in a working day. There should be blocks of time in your calendar where it's time to be distracted and get blown up by the universe and other times where you go into a concrete bulletproof soundproof place where you just do the doing, like the real strategic doing. And that should be anyone. I don't, I've been in front of janitors to C-suite executives and all industries, and everyone plays this role. They should have time where you do the doing work quietly. And then other times where you're out there, you're, you're checking all your, you're getting your dopamine drip from, from all the social platforms and the emails and all. Uh, But distraction leads to what uh, cognitive behavioralists call cognitive switch tax. Uh, For those of you who have not heard of this, it's it's a uh, detrimental thing that is happening to the Western world. Um, They are advising that uh, there is data out there that shows the average Western worker pays roughly one month of his life every year in cognitive switch tax, which in essence is I'm working on one thing. My ionic charges are going up those neural pathways on that one thing, nice and quiet. And then the dog barks or the, the email icon pops up and you go over to that and you see it's the new boss. So your emotions get you know into it. Now your neural pathway go all the way up over here. And then when you finally stop with that distraction and get back to where you were working on, uh, guess what? You have to pay minutes in that ionic charge and that neural pathway getting ramped back up that is complete valueless re-ramping and it's called cognitive switch tax. It's a tax paid in minutes and we are paying roughly a month of it every year of our life. So if your life means anything to you, uh, please start paying attention to this stuff. The distractions
0: are literally stealing your life. Wow, well, that's fascinating. And uh, that's, that's something we're gonna come back to. We're gonna chop that clip up. Everybody needs to hear that. Um, thank you. If, if you heard one thing out of this conversation, I want it to be that. That was fascinating. Um, and and I'm, I'm just thinking, Jason, I got all these questions for you offline that we don't even have time for today that I want to ask you. But I want to talk about the power of no, the word no, and how powerful that word becomes and our ability to focus and drive results. I think it was Gary Keller that said, your life will be defined by the things that you say no to, you know, and no is a complete sentence, right? Like we got to use no, we got to understand no, we have to be okay with no. Um, in your mind, how, and, and, and why do you think people struggle to, to say no?
1: I believe, uh, people say no, uh, even when they know it's eating at their lives because they're committing to things that really aren't building their dream, uh, because deep down inside, it's a trance of unworthiness that goes something like this. And I've done a lot of work in my own narrative. Uh, and so I know this is a pretty common one for people who dive deep. Uh, When I tell someone no, whether it be a a senior manager, a coworker, a customer, especially um, a a spouse, a mom, a dad, a a lady across the street. When I say no, what I used to truly believe without saying it in my mind was uh, that person will believe I don't love them or that I don't respect them. And so I'm going to say yes, because I want them to feel good because I'm responsible for everyone's emotions in the room that was the crux of it for me. And I think it's the crux of it for a lot of people. Some people can say no quite comfortably. Um, so I put a lot of work into the art and the craft of saying no and doing it in a mature way. And I, I tip my hat off to Greg McEwan and his work, and his book Essentialism and his new book Effortless. Mm. Um, that dude is a master and he is such a kind and mature person in the way that he delivers no. And one of the things we handout from the uh, productivity training is Greg McEwen's ways of saying no maturely document. And uh, so it's just very powerful and talk about a win back on time. I mean, we can all say no to probably about 20% of everything we're doing every step of the way. So I can do it more. You can do it. Everyone can do it more. And then you cut and paste those calories and minutes into the top 20 priorities. And then the dream pretty much happens in a minute.
0: Well, I I, I would sign off on everything that you just said about the power of no and saying no. Um, We had Jeff Woods on our podcast, Jason, who's a guy that you need to meet if you haven't already, the CEO of The One Thing. One Thing's a fascinating book written by Gary Keller. And I asked the same question to Jeff Woods. I said, why do people struggle to say no? And he said, well, we struggle to say no when we're not clear about what we're saying yes to. And I thought, man, what a great answer, right? And your answer, again, great answer. I'd sign off on that entirely. And um, I think there's a lot that can be said around clarity, right? Having extreme clarity about what we're focusing on and what matters and what's important. Um, Steve Jobs, when he was hired back as a CEO of Apple in the late 1990s, uh, got rid of, he said no to 340 out of 350 funded uh, initiatives right? He just said, we're going to get rid of 340 of these things, you know, which means people lost their job. And and we're going to say no to a bunch of other stuff that comes our way in the process. And as a result, you know, Apple becomes one of the top companies in the world. So you have clearly narrowed your focus. You're a man on a mission. Uh, you are very clear about what's important. Um, what's next, Jason, for you when you think about the future and what you're saying yes to what what lies ahead for you?
1: For me, it's, it's going further down the rabbit hole of all, like genuine spirit-driven authenticity, uh, and I think that is found in in stillness, which can be found by mastering the craft of no. It's found by getting clarity. Thank you for injecting that. Absolutely, that can be um, um, you know that can happen from utilizing our tools properly, where everything is right there. That we've we've been the architect, but it's all right there in front of us in a clean, quiet way, and that's that's where we're going with our trainings. And where I'm going is, you know, I want to I want to be able to say I have really made a difference in myself and in anyone who talks to me about understanding the purpose and the, the, the power in finding stillness and balance. I mean, that is where spirit, I think, works through us humans to do the work. And that's the commander's intent. That's where it comes from. The answer is always there. I mean, there, there's a reason the good book says be still and know that I am God. Exodus has another one. Everyone knows that one. But Exodus, there's another one that says the Lord will fight for you. All you need to be is still. All right. So why does this keep recurring? And it's in other religious traditions as well throughout. I mean, it is there's something there, folks, and I'm going to find it and I'm on the journey and I smell it. I'm starting to taste it. And soon I'm going to hold it. And That's that's where I'm going. I just want to go further down that. I obviously have obligations and other holdings as well. But it'll all feed to all of these entities if I can really get to that stillness point, that genuine authenticity and and just self-actualization.
0: I appreciate your comments about stillness and authenticity. Uh, I believe we are most effective when we are most authentic. And we are most authentic when we are most clear. And so, man, I just appreciate your work. I appreciate the spirit of your work. I appreciate the truth that you're bringing to the world. And Jason, thank you, man. I appreciate you spending some time with us to help our audience get better. You've made me better over the last 25 minutes. And I uh, just want to say thank you for that. Uh, where can people find you if they want to learn more about Jason Hinkle and the work that you're doing?
1: Yep. Uh, focus to evolve.com. That's focus to evolve.com. And there's there's a bunch of information on this productivity training side. And then the other side, if you're, if you're into uh, ballistics protection, it's shotstop.com.
0: <laughs> any um, any final thoughts for our listeners, Jason, before we uh, sign off?
1: Be very deliberate with your minutes. Take the time to get up above it and know that you have choice. You always have choice.
0: This has been another episode of the Montgomery Companies podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery. And we want to say thank you again to Jason Hinkle for your time for your message and for who you are. Thanks for spending some time with our audience today. Also want to say thanks to John Choate and James Roth of Storyline Multimedia for all of the work that you do behind the scenes to put these episodes together. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, share, like our podcast so that we can move our message and move the mission forward to impact and help more people. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Stay hungry. Stay humble.